Call the Dogs with Chansey and Chi. And we are 3-0 and and still a, the slowest of slow starts. In, uh, but, but hey, a win's a win. And uh, Dogs are 3-0 and after our first game in SEC play. Uh, give me the temp. Where where are you at? Give me your give me your feelings right now. Um, it's not it's not great, <clears throat> but it could be a lot worse. <laughs> if, if if we had scored less points than South Carolina on Saturday, I would be not feeling too great. But um, I mean, my 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 initial thoughts are it, it was a tale of two halves, and you know you think we came out as slow and and um, you know unenthusiastic enthusiastically as, as as possible i mean it really was just one of those things that we 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 didn't even have to get off a bus in this game and it looked like we didn't even travel and it was uh you know in our home stadium and thank goodness i mean if we were playing in williams bryce that probably would have been a different story i would think um but you know I, I, we we, we kind of take for granted the fact i mean and and let me just say say this: like I I listened to nine sixty to the ref this week a little bit, <clears throat> and they had Mike Griffith on there. If you know me and and my distaste, uh, if you will, of AJ the AJC and Dog Nation and all that stuff, I just not a fan of Mike Griffith, Chip Towers, uh, pretty much that whole crew. Um, but you know he did bring up one good point. It's like man. You know, this isn't this isn't going to be the same team as last year. You know, this isn't. I mean, we st- still have a great amount of talent. We still could be a championship caliber team. But man, I mean, this is especially when you consider the you know quote unquote longest injury list in the history of Georgia football, uh, as we have learned um, from uh, Ron Corson uh, this week. Uh, this is not the same team as last year. Uh, and we're not going to see the same productivity year uh, week in week week out. But at the same time, think back last year, how many games we actually saw our team struggle in a similar manner. I mean, and this was the other good thing that Griffith said, and then he you know stuck his foot in his mouth and sounded like an idiot. But he did bring up a point. I mean, it wasn't just Missouri, which is something that I think you and I always uh, have referenced several times lately. Missouri. We struggled against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech was actually the most similar to what we saw last Saturday. You know, the first half was ugly. I think we were down. Were we down to Tech at half? I think we may have been. The second half came back, took care of business, dominated. Uh, and then we also struggled against Kentucky. There was times that we struggled in some – I mean, there was uh, the second half against Florida. We didn't look near as good. I mean, so there were some games last year during an undefeated season that we still were not – Perfect, but you know, of course, everybody remembers the dominating game against Oregon and the dominating game against uh, TCU and all this. But um, I'm thankful we got through that game without, uh, you know, without losing it. But at the same time, I mean, we still have somewhat of a resemblance of a uh, of a team after all these injuries that have just come in and decimated our roster. So. Um, I know that was kind of a lot for an opening statement, but that's kind of a synopsis of how I feel uh, after, after last weekend. Well, you're you're definitely right, and, and I, I think we just we haven't found ourselves. We don't know who we are. I think I think we're finding ourselves defensively. I think we're we're making strides there. We still got some some gaps. I think we're we're finding that. I mean, not having given up much on on defense all year long, and to see the turnaround. 
to have a slow start defensively and then to just not allow anything after that. I mean, we we did did pretty well offensively. We just haven't found our our identity yet, and uh, I think there's a mixture of play calling. There's a mixture of um, Carson not uh, not. I think Carson has been playing it safe this these last three games, and I think we started to see glimpses of him starting to throw the ball down the field, but. Uh, when the run game starts to happen, it's opening him up. I mean, he's getting a little more comfortable when we know that uh, when we got our, our bruiser back there, when Dejon was able to play this weekend, I mean, he did. The, he had an incredible Lord, game. Man. Yeah. And, I mean, we've been needing that and, and needing to see that. Haven't had that to be – needed that to be successful, but we needed it this game. And um, it was a run first game, and, and he, he led the charge. And uh, then that allowed Beck to open up some. But um, I haven't gotten the confidence yet that I think Beck's got the talent. But this week gave me pause on can he, when the when the game gets put on his back, is he going to be able to get us there? And uh, I, I think he's still got to find himself and, and find these guys and figure out what, what what's going on here. Who who are we? And, and, and that's, that's, that's not being helped by injuries because we're – we're dropping like flies out there, and a lot of our guys. Apparently, Brock mm. is even dinged up. He's been dinged up all season too. So there's there's just a lot of stuff that's nagging on us. And then Mims going down, offensive line play not been not good, and to me has just been subpar. Uh, and we just we definitely haven't found ourselves there. And so um, after Mims goes out, we 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 kind of gather ourselves. But it's going to be interesting to see how do we look, especially with that unit. Uh, moving forward so and then special teams good god and you leave you leave two kicks two chip shots mm-hmm. uh on the field i mean you think about go you think about we miss we get that first was it 25 yards or 30 30 yards or 20 yeah yards i think or it was like on that. the 25 yard line so i mean or, or, no no it was it was it was a 25 or 28 yard kick yes in total something, something like yeah. something like that and and so you kick that field goal it becomes seven to six. They probably don't score that second touchdown. You're only going down at, at least by a point going into halftime, potentially get the ball back and maybe do another score. But uh, that that changes the when our defense when our defense plays at the level that we know it's capable of. I think we know that three points is a big deal, especially in those lower scoring lower scoring games. Six points is major. I mean, it's a it's it's huge, and. Um, so I think that was critical. And I think, too, and I'll, I'll say this, I think we give Spencer Rattler a lot of crap, and um, I think we eventually shut him down once we started getting pressure on him. But the guy's got talent. I mean, the guy is, like I said, they, he's, we know he's the high and low and all that kind of stuff. He went eight for eight on that first drive. He, 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 did, he showed some flashes of what we thought he was going to be capable of. Uh, but they, just, they, they gave us everything they had that first half. And um and we just weren't we weren't ready for for them to to do that and they executed on what they game planned and uh and we just we were sleepwalking and so it was gonna it was gonna work just like it did against Missouri last year uh, so that's, that's kind of kind of where I'm at I also gave my long synopsis there but that's that I I, I don't feel as good I I was not in a good place at the end of that first half I was I was not well. Uh, did not think I just didn't think we had it in us. 
I knew we had what it took to get there. I didn't think we had the desire to get there. I saw nothing in that first half that made me think we had the desire. You're talking about an exciting atmosphere. Everybody pumped up. The rain, it almost looked like Tennessee game last year in terms of the, 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 the atmosphere and everything like that. Everybody was pumped up. And then you're talking about the air getting sucked out of 93,000 people in the matter of in a matter of minutes, and uh, and we it was like we had no desire to try to get the crowd pumped back up, get everybody into it, and trying to make something happen. So uh, the season just got a lot longer and a lot more interesting, and uh, and so I think uh, I think we've got a lot a lot ahead of us. Well, the thing is, we both had long opening statements, but there's still ton a ton to talk about within this game and. And how it all really played out, and how we came back from a you know a eleven point deficit to to win it, and 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 honestly, a lot of that has to come with uh, has to do with. I, so apparently, I, I don't know. This came out today. I don't know who uh, it was. Jacob Hardy, I think either he was a former running back or something like that. Uh, released that he he had talked to Coach Smart about. You know what his mindset was going into the locker room at halftime, and apparently he was like, "Yeah, I was about to tear him a new one." You know, I was about to go in there and raise hell, kind of thing. And supposedly, uh, one of the team psychologists pulled him aside and said, "Hey, look, like, don't don't go in there and raise hell. Like, you you got this. Take it one play at a time. You're not going to score all you know 14 points. Get all 14 points back." in one play and, and all this. And, I, I you know, I don't know if that changed much, but he had to have said something <laughs> to, to, to create some sort of uh, motivation uh, amongst the team because we came out and was really proud of, of how the offense – now, I mean, you and, and myself and, and our friends were all texting about, hey, why are we not throwing the ball downfield? And I, and I get it, and, and Kirby even said today, we're running the same offense. And you can see the, the – the, the, the resemblance of the Todd Monk and offense. I mean, you can see exactly where. I mean, we ran some of these exact same plays, but man, I'm sorry, but I mean, I mean the the whole Bobo thing is is definitely. I mean, it's it's way you know overblown. it's it's overblown. It's it it doesn't make. I mean, it's it's definitely not all Bobo in in a lot of this situation. I mean, when you get half your team on the injury list, it's tough. Um, and you you're trying to replace your starting right tackle. Which I will say this sorry beside the point. I thought Trust played really well right tackle. He needs to stay somewhere on the outside. Man, he's way better on the outside than he is on the inside. But to to me, what I didn't like about how Bobo called this game was he we ran so many dang screens, so many wide receiver screens. We ran a I mean we ran several screens to the running backs. In a screenplay, in my opinion, what I loved about how Todd Munkin ran his offense was he ran the screenplay as a wrinkle. You know, that was something that you would throw in there every so often, kind of keep the keep the defense honest, kind of thing. And but otherwise, I mean, we're stretching the field, and that's what I mean. You saw it time and time again. I mean, if we didn't have Munkin at the helm in that Ohio State game, would some of these balls be able to get thirty or forty plus yards down the field? So I love the way that he, you know, made decisions in, in his offense. But I mean, with Bobo, I mean, it felt like I was watching the 2011 offense again, you know, which was still, you know, a solid offense. But man, we ran so many screens, and that's and I mean, when you got to get to the sticks, I mean, I get it. You can you can get a seven yard gain on a third and seven and get to the six on a screen. 
man, you you got a better chance of, I mean, get sitting somebody in, in in a soft zone, let them curl. You got Brock Bowers, man. Brock Bowers, get the ball in his hands quick, and he'll get you a first down. You don't always have to make it to where it's like, hey, it takes. I mean, you could have it to where it takes basically two people, basically a, a good throw from the quarterback and a Brock Bowers catch that's right over the line of scrimmage. I mean, excuse me, the down the gain. And that's all it really depends on. But when you have a wide receiver screen that depends on, you know, a good throw, hitting the guy in momentum, and then also having, you know, two-plus great blocks on the outside to spring him free, that's just a lot that can go wrong. And I, I don't know, man. We're we're not taking the easy play right now every time. I mean, I, I'm not saying that, that it's all the, the, you know, it's all justified that all this stuff that's, uh, criticizing Bobo, but some of it is. Some of it is a little doesn't make me feel great. And then of course everybody's gonna be like, we're averaging thirty nine points a game. And it's like, well, we also played nobody A and nobody B, you know. And then we played a South Carolina defense that's not not that good. So anyway, I I don't know, man. It's offensively could have gone a lot better. Was proud of how we were able to to stretch the field in the second half. I felt like it was like night and day. Between first and second half, so I don't know. You got any more? You got any more thoughts on on the offense? I got a, a ton more thoughts on the offense, but I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a turn. <laughs> well, I I think if you go back and look at look at the look at the field, and if you were at the game, you could see some of those plays. Carson checks down to the to the he's checking down to a an, an easier throw when you've got guys that are on pretty makeable like open receivers down the field. And we've got the guys that can get out and get open in space and make plays. And I think there's some parts about Carson that are still trying to find himself in this offense. And so I think that's part of why. I, I, don't, I mean, I definitely agree on the screens, but I think for a lot of these plays, the big difference from last year is Stetson was not afraid to throw the ball down the field. No. And yeah. he had no fear. And sometimes that would put us in a bad situation. But more often than not, as stated with two national championship trophies, it worked out. And so I think Carson is uh, trying to find that about himself. And I think you started to you started to see that a little more. Like opening up this in the second half, that throw to Ra Ra was a beautiful throw. Mm-hmm. Great catch by had him. a great throw I mean, to Rosemi as well. Rosemi had a great throw, a great catch, and a great throw from him, from Carson as well. And and there's you started to see what could be in that second half, and we were able to do a lot of damage. I mean, you look second half in an SEC game, SEC East rivalry type game. You got twenty one, you you hold them twenty one points to nothing on, on their end. Uh, we had 29 first downs in the game. I mean, we we had production. I mean, we had 458 yards of, of total offense, uh, two four down, fourth down conversions. I mean, we, we were we were productive. We we figured it out towards the end. And so I think the big thing was is we ended the game in a much better place than we started the game. So you have to take that into account as you're starting to find yourself as the game progresses. And I think we've seen it. We've seen it time and time again where we come out in the second half in the Kirby era, which, by the way, next week is Kirby's 100th game. Wow. That's wild. And if he wins this game, he starts breaking all kinds of of averages and records for coaches that have gone past that point. So, anyway, kind of hard to believe, but um, I'd like to – we can circle back to that. But 
I think we started to we started to get we, we started to find ourselves. We got popped in the mouth at the beginning, and we and we slowly worked our, our way back. And I think to an, a very a very much an inferior opponent, but I think we figured we figured ourselves out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, is this offense a national championship quality offense? I don't think right now we are. I don't think we're showing that. Uh, but at the same time, who is? I mean, in the in 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 the country, holy the, cow, the, man, yeah, it's it's a whole. And then if you're looking just at the SEC, talking about us getting to the SEC championship game, which is right now, it's all about winning the East. Got to win the East. So a game like this past weekend is is, is critical for that. And um, so I felt a whole lot better at the end than I did at the beginning. I don't feel the the, the hope in in terms of the confidence that I thought where we could be. We're definitely not there. We got a lot to show before that happens. So, uh, yeah. I, I, seeing Dejan healthy was huge for me, and, and seeing his production—I mean, he looked great. And uh, was it but I, you I'm, or or Tyler that sent out the tweet that that was the first 100-yard rusher that we had had, or was that what it was? Or the first 20 20 carry rusher and. It's it's it, I I feel bad that I didn't look at, look at that while you were talking. <laughs> while 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 you're pulling that up though, I mean I think either way, he put the game on his he put the team on his back and he I mean we had thirteen or fourteen first downs rushing the ball. He was a bunch of that. First first twenty plus carry game for a running back um, since twenty twenty since Zamir White against Kentucky in twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean Dajan. And and I think you and I discussed it how we were both we were excited about having him back because he's one of the few guys that's gotten a significant amount. Of, uh, he's the leader of the running back room right now, and I mean, I man, I I, I hate to say it because he it, a lot of his career has been battling in injuries, but Kendall, man, it's it's tough to 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 put any kind of level of confidence in that kid because he stays hurt, he stays hurt, and it's not it's not his fault, but I mean, he is. Always on the injury list. I mean, he had a couple of little flashes here or there, but man, it's 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 tough. I mean, Dejan is just a workhorse, and right now, uh, <laughs> our pecking order with Branson out for the year and Kendall on the sideline, Andrew Paul's on the sideline. Roderick Robinson got hurt this uh, this weekend. He has a high high ankle sprain. Is that right? Um, so Roderick's out. So our Top three running backs are a uh, so our senior leader, you know, uh, Dejan Edwards, and then we have a converted receiver. Dylan Bell's going to play the hell out of this position now. He has to. He has to play running back now. And then you got Cash Jones, who I'll be honest, man, looks legit. Good. <laughs> yeah, like cash and, money. <laughs> he's kind of tiny, and so I mean, the guys can't find him. That that touchdown run he had, I mean, he kind of. I mean, he saw the hole. Give him credit, and he's got some speed. He's not slow. He's got some speed, but I mean, they couldn't find him because he kind of was like he stutter stepped like behind the right tackle and then shot that hole. And the guys were like, "Dang, man, <laughs> cash money!" Just throwing up the Johnny Man. Did you see that he yeah. threw those up whenever <laughs> threw up the Johnny Manziel uh, cash money uh, hands. I mean, man, it. It is it's it's almost comical at this point how many guys I mean it's not funny but it's like man how many guys can we are we able to feel at this point and then you had Mims go down he had to have some sort of crazy surgery parachute surgery 
No, not parachute. It's like tie rope. Tie parachute. I'm sorry. That's kind of tie tie rope surgery. And and something about you know pulling this like uh, bone in his leg like back to the joint or something like that. I'm like I, I don't know, man. Hey, you're the more the medical guy, right? Um, you're doing but great. yeah, man. He, he had a, <laughs> here. <laughs> if we were recording a video for this, I'd be like, well, here's your diagram, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a whiteboard and everything, but man, it's um, it's it's unfortunate to to have have these guys going down left and right. Mims is probably it's it's actually I think it's probably pretty likely he's out for the rest of the year. But they went ahead and got the surgery done just in case he's able to recover. But um, so we got losses over the field. I mean, Lad McConkey hasn't played it down. I mean, and he may not play this year. It's just a really unfortunate. Uh, you know, and, and, and I feel like we, we have seen some bad injury lists over the last couple of years and overcome it, but man, this is tough. This is a very, this is a different animal right now. Well, and we've got to be realistic with what's coming. I mean, with, with injuries, this, this big injury list, this big, and none of them just little things like so-and-so is going to be out in this game. They'll be back in two weeks. Like they just need a week off. Like mm-hmm. everything is, is is big time and uh and so i don't know man we're just got to we've got to try to find find ourselves in the midst of all this and 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 pray that our guys get healthy and and can get back to it because guys are going to miss significant playing time and we're we're after uab we get into the meat of it man and that's when it starts and we hit the road and um so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough and and the thing is now is everybody is out to get us everybody wants to dethrone us and so we're we're in that mode and we're going to get everybody's best and we saw that last year and we're going to see it again this year because now people have that blood in the water and they know that we're vulnerable and they won't um and people thought that way about us too till that tennessee game it, things really changed around that tennessee game we, we kind of asserted mm-hmm. ourselves. so until we, we have played a up like that, to our competition then we played down to our i mean it's the yeah. story of our story of our last i mean honestly our entire lives <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to do that. It's hard to, with a game like this that's so intense. It's hard to get get your mind right to get to that point. And you're you're breaking in. Uh, I mean, I know it's the same offense, but you're you're still having to get. You've got a new offensive coordinator for us here that's navigating all of these injuries and and trying to figure this out with a first time starting quarterback. Uh, and a and a. Up, we've we have been spoiled in the running back room for the last it feels like yeah. ten years, yeah. and uh, and we are not right now, and so it's just something that we're not we're we're not used to, but we're not used to being able to lean on that running game, and uh, so we got to keep Dejan healthy. I mean that's that's really the bottom line there. We need we need all three of them. I mean, Lord gosh, I mean we we have. I mean, over the last couple of years, I mean, we can pretty consistently, we very consistently have used two running backs. But last couple of years, I mean, we used three a spellback all the time. And so, I mean, like, Cash Jones is going to play in Jordan Hare in a couple of weeks. Thank God we have a, another game between now and then. And UAB is no slouch. Like, that's the problem. It's like, all right, we got the 730 game. And I'm like, man, I'm – I I'm I'm upset that that game's at this game is at 7:30 because I wanted to te- wanted to take my son to his first Georgia football game, but at the same time, 
I'm also very glad it's at 7.30 because the atmosphere will be a little bit more. These are the types of people that are going to the to the night games, right? And and not the noon sleepers because UABs, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to compare them to South Carolina or, or Tennessee or whatever, but they're not a bad program. Like for, for that level of football, they're, they're very good. So, um, you can't, you can't sleepwalk through that one. And, but I don't know, man, just kind of staying on the offensive side of the ball. I, 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 just to make sure I check this box, got to talk about Beck for a second. I was definitely not happy with, with his performance. And I, and I wonder, I don't, some, somebody was texting about this and said something about like, you know, I, I wonder if Kirby told him at halftime, you know, sling that thing down the field or we're going to find somebody who can kind of thing. I wonder if something like that was said um, because he, he really came out that first that first drive. I'll give him I'll give him credit. The first drive in, in the second half where he pushed the football down the field, made quick decisions. I, I thought he looked like a, a much better quarterback uh, in that half. There's still a lot, of, a lot of telegraphing. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, before the snap decisions that are made on his side. Uh, but I still think he's learning, and I think the more experience, the better for him. Um, that being said, you, you you can't start getting experience in the middle of the season sometimes. And so, um, yeah, I I, I, I like the way – I mean, you know, it, we're sitting here talking about a kid who – you know, if somebody's looking at this box score right here, they're like, man, he threw for 270 yards. He didn't throw any picks, and but he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he didn't throw any picks, 270 yards. You know, it's like a, a – and 70-70 excuse me, 7, 77% completion percentage. That's pretty good. But, you know, if you're sitting back and watching that game, you saw the, the opportunities. That's the problem. It's not so much his – the plays that are made and, and them being like luster as it is, he's missing the opportunities in front of him to make a much better play. And that's that's probably my biggest beef with, with Beck, right? Now. Well it's being I mean, it's the it's the conservative route. He's he's it's not so much not it's playing not to lose as that he's just not because there's the fine line. You always say to the guy, "Don't try to be the hero and force the ball like you're you're like a like a Joe Milton or something, and you're just throwing it just crazy down the field and that's all you know how to do and just sling it everybody's like he joe milton can throw it 80 yards to absolutely no one <laughs> and so and that so but and, and i think back is is also not trying to force it but at the same time we have to have that aspect of the game and being able to get to uh, we've got weapons it, it's almost like you're just not even utilizing the weapons we have to 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 be that to give these guys opportunities to be successful and um, it's like would Lad McConkey have made the name for himself that he has if we have not been throwing the ball down the field if we were throwing little check downs to Lad for the last last season and last two seasons or whatever it's like no this is about stretching the field giving these guys opportunities to make plays and um, and so he's got to be able to do that and and and. And eventually there's going to be a moment where it's like, okay, t- to your point, uh, somebody saying that to him at halftime, you've got these opportunities, and eventually we're going to – we can't keep giving you these opportunities and you not taking advantage of them. And and something's got to be – something's got to be done there. And so I'm almost saying this weekend, just let it rip. Just let – just give him – let him let him get loose. Let him
And but it, but also too, just don't give him the option sometimes to go to check down. To uh, like, don't give him too many. Like, like, give him the running back, but like, make just tell him it's like you got to throw out the ball down the field. <clears throat> it's like you, this is you've got to get the ball down the field. We can't be getting a third and long situation, and um, and that's when we're deciding to to make these moves and 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 make these plays. And so, my thing is is let's get some play action. Let's let's like he he seems very comfortable under center too sometimes. And so it, it looks like that he he can play a little more of that. And so we can mix that in there, give him some dropbacks, and just let him. He, he's comfortable in the pocket. He's not freaking out in the pocket even when it's collapsing. I will say that about him. But he's got to be able to. He's got to be able to get it to get it down the field. So uh, that's that's what we're that's what we're missing right now. Because then that opens us up. That opens up everything else too. And so it's it's a it's a it, the running game plays into that. But then also to making sure that the team there that the defense knows that we're gonna go down the field. Let's get those safeties back there. Let's let's stretch that defense out a little bit so that we can have some opportunities to maybe um, to to make the that screen a little more uh, effective if uh, if we've got the got it stretched out a little bit. But let's just let's let's let him let's let him let's let him rip this weekend. Yeah, let's not run three wide receiver screens in a row. I, I swear we did that. I swear we did it uh, in the last game, but uh, yeah, I, I I I think basically my way of, of of translating what you just said is Carson Beck needs to get comfortable being uncomfortable. He's got to put that ball down the field. I mean, he needs a little bit more cowboy in him is what he needs. I mean, that's what that's old Stetson. He just he's kind of like was. I mean, you know, you know how the Briners are. We love Brett Favre. He's kind of he kind of have a little Brett Favre in him, man. He's just a you know a South Georgia redneck. He's gonna sling the ball down the field. He's gonna take those chances, and and I'm not saying that always worked out for him, but uh, Beck could use a little bit more. Hey, I'm gonna make this ball put in there, and I don't care what you say. Uh, have a little bit more of an edge to him. Um, yeah, we need it, man. We 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 we've got to have some sort of identity offense on offense right now because we don't we really don't have it. We got all these playmakers. We got a, a All-American tight end. Uh, unfortunately, our our potential All-American uh, receiver is sitting on the sidelines. But we still have guys uh, all over the place. Some of these, I mean, we've already seen these transfers come in and, and make a big difference in these games. So, uh, got to keep putting putting the ball in, in, in the right people's hands. And and I, I I completely agree with you though. You know, if you're talking about comparing uh, comparing offenses. I mean, I thought we were we were going to absolutely decimate Spencer Rattler just based off the fact that North Carolina had nine sacks on the guy, right? And I thought, I mean, their offensive line is still better. It's not good, but we made them look better than they were. We had three sacks on the day and had, I think, seven, seven and a half tackles for loss. But, you know, defensively, more than the offense, I mean, that's where I was really more uh, – Disappointed because I thought we would dominate them. I didn't know how many points we were going to score, and and we should have had thirty points. I mean, I know we said that you, you hang at least twenty seven. I mean that that chip shot of a chip shot of a field goal should have been made. The other one was a forty three yarder, definitely a makeable kick, but still you got to put those through the uprights. But regardless, you know, so you know we can't give them that many points and, and and then I mean gift them basically 14 points and expect to win every single ball game and and what I thought our defense didn't really didn't I mean two guys 
I mean, I hate to sing a lot. It's just two guys, but man, Dalen Everett got he got burned left and right. David Daniel did not look good. We are missing twenty two. I know we we talked about man Bullard. Bullard is such a difference maker in that defensive backfield. And if if it were not for the play of twenty four and twenty three and three, I mean, my goodness, those guys three had just. A day. <laughs> three, three's in a, he's an All-American. He he will be a first-rounder. Kamari is an incredible player. But I thought Ty, what Tyke Smith is doing has mm-hmm. not been talked about enough. You watch him over the last three games. Guy's playing it at a very high level, and he's worked his tail off to get there. And I'm happy to see him, you know, that being shown on the TV. I mean, I may be the only people – I mean, I may be the only person that's, that's noticing it, and I know I'm not, but still – Tyke Smith playing at an elite level. Malachi Starks also just you know picking up right where he left off. So get Bullard back. I'm feeling a lot better. But man, I I'll be honest. I'd I'd like to give somebody else a try at the uh, at the other cornerback spot. I know Humphrey's been wanting to been chomping at the bit. I is Nyland is he is he gonna take a chance at that spot? I don't know, man. I would have thought that he would have uh, at least had a shot at it. So I don't know. Sorry, I, I kind of trying to was trying to shift over to the defensive side. Talked enough about the offensive side. Well, I I, I think for them too, that that t- first touchdown was almost it was embarrassing, and just like the, the it was lack terrible. Of, t- it was it was embarrassing at just how we couldn't we couldn't tackle we couldn't do anything and and I think one of the things too that they knew we were going to send guys and they knew we were going to try to get after Spencer Rattler and. They got the ball out of his hands quick. Those first couple drives were very orchestrated. They had it all planned out. They were ready to go. They did. And, they did. And, 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 so, and you know they're going to do that. And so that's going to happen sometimes. You can't let that slow you down, but you can at least act like you give a damn. I mean, so it was that was what was I felt like was I struggled with. It wasn't that they were successful because they were making good plays. He was making good throws and um, – they just they wanted it, and we just were we looked lost out there. We were not ready for their speed, and then eventually we obviously caught up to them. And our guys were much better than their guys, but the uh, South Carolina came to play, and I mean we we held them to we they had zero offensive production in the second half. I mean they were they were basically useless, and we had some rain and things like that. But guys were making plays. Tyke was out there batting batting balls around. We were knocking balls out of receivers' hands. I mean, we were very we were very aggressive in the second half. We had found our footing. And uh, the big thing is you just want to be able to come out at the start of the game in that mode and being ready to, to overtake guys and, and not let them have a chance. And uh, and I thought we started to get more pressure on, on Rattler. Uh, we're still the, – that, that front is, is figuring itself out. I thought Mike, Michael had a sack and – um, I, I said he was going to get two. I felt like he was going to get two, and he almost got. He almost did get two, uh, but he, but he uh, did get that sack. <laughs> was it Stackhouse that had the one arm, like the three fingered sack, or he caught his shirt sleeve? Yeah, he got a little bit of jersey. <laughs> I, it was either him or Brenson, one of the two. I think I think it was Stackhouse. But is either it, way, is, is he credit. Yeah, he he he's credited for a sack here. So it was either him or uh, Dumas. I think I think it was Stackhouse though. No, it was definitely it was definitely Stackhouse. Uh, Dumas did have that. He had that big big tackle. But anyway, I I, I think um, I I feel like besides I mean you talked about Everett and uh, and and you talked about us getting getting blown uh, getting burned on that side. But I, I think everywhere else we've we've got 
we've got the guys that can 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 make it happen. I mean, we they had no zero run game. I mean, we put it. We made Spencer. We made Rattler have to have to try to try to get them back into it, and he's just not capable of doing that. And so um, we were able to control it at that point. That's why I was scared at half because I mean that that's not the type of environment where Spencer gets <laughs> no pun intended rattled. <laughs> oh, great, good job! Wow, can't believe we You're hadn't pulled so that one out yet. <laughs> uh, but that's not the environment where where he gets rattled because. It really takes him trying to fight back in a game to get rattled. Now, I'll say this. I mean, you know, he played well against the two Orange teams last year and and, and in that same scenario. But historically, Spencer Rattler has struggled in a situation where he has to fight back and try to make the play, be the guy. And that's why he lost the job at, at, at Oklahoma. And obviously, he got a generational talent who replaces him so maybe that's a little different story but man it's um you know what we were able to overcome from that perspective and then also you know our uh lack of productivity in on the offensive side of the ball in the second half we just came out all we i felt like that was a good half for us to use as as a springboard you know, and, and, you know, everybody's, I mean, I, I even said it myself, maybe this is our Missouri game this year, you know, kind of thing. Are we going to use this as our foundation for the rest of the year to kind of, to kind of motivate ourselves to, to figure out where we need to fix our problems and all that. And it's tough because like we've been talking about, how do you do that whenever you, you have a, you know, it's 60% of your roster, you know, ready to go. So, um, Man, you know, I look back at this game, and, and I think it could very well be a good learning point for, I mean, a lot of different players on both the offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, and, good Lord, our special teams. Uh, but I think that the number one thing that I take away from it was we had a chance – excuse me, South Carolina had a chance to just completely derail our season in week three, and we came out and showed some – some poise and uh, took on that that adversity and decided, hey, we're not going to let them embarrass us. I mean, everybody else was talking about literally last weekend. We talked about this in last week's pod. Last weekend, because Alabama lost to Texas, they, we had the longest home winning streak in the country going into last weekend. And don't you know, I was sitting there thinking, like, what a curse. What a curse to pass on to us. But we couldn't let it happen. And, you know, it would have been, if they had done it, you know, it would have been 2019 against South Carolina. So it would have been poetic. But you know what? We we didn't let it happen. And, uh, and I was thankful that our guys showed up in the second half and really decided. And, and, you know, give credit to the crowd, man. The crowd was great. So, anyway, I... I don't know, man. It, you know, some good takeaways, some 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 bad takeaways, but uh, you know, all that being said, it, it really was just one of those things where you you got to be happy to to get the W in that kind of situation. We'll just get out of there alive, and and, and but like I say, headed the right way, and we're headed. We were headed the right way by the end of that game, and so it's about how do we bounce back? How do we show up against UAB this weekend? Uh, and, and how do we how do we progress but uh kind of getting off the play here a little bit um so do you uh ha- have you felt the effects of this new clock 
mm. and the, the the new the new play clock and the how, the time running and how fast the game's going. Did you did, did you we, sense that did, this game? Did we not talk about that last week? Well, we didn't talk about. Like, I think we might talk about it last week, but I felt it this week. I felt it big time in that first. Half I hate it where we we only had uh, we only had we had one, one possession, possession in the first quarter. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays into all this because this season it's going it's going to be it really just I just really I really felt it this week. We might have talked about it last week. I really felt it this week. I I just think it's terrible for the game. I mean, this is this is not the NFL. I mean, I watched I specifically. That's the funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I've been thinking about that yesterday. I don't watch a lot of NFL football, but I wanted to sit and watch. Um, the Sunday night game uh, a little bit. Uh, excuse me, the the Monday night game uh, between the, the the Browns and the Steelers. Sorry, and, and I watched a little bit of the Sunday night game too. And uh, but my son was up at three o'clock in the morning last night, so <laughs> a little tired. But um, no, so the what I, I've been paying more attention to those last like minute and a half, so like basically below the. Um, you know, two minute warning. You know, in these NFL games, and it's like you got a minute and a half in a, in a college game. That's like, I mean, that that's gonna go quick. I mean, I'm sorry, but like, regardless of the, you know, even even with the old rules, it's not gonna go very well. But it is very. It's a lot easier to manage it with the old rules. If you have a minute and a half left in the college game now, you might as well just be walking into the into the freaking locker room at halftime. Like, if you got a minute and a half left in the second quarter in the college game now, just go ahead and pack it up, man. Just go ahead and get get on in there, get your Kirby speech in half or whatever. I mean, whenever we got – I mean, that exact same scenario basically happened, you know, uh, right before – I mean, South Carolina got their second touchdown and, and we got the ball back and, you know, just really didn't have – I think it was like a minute left that we had, but I was like – it's like there's no way we're going to do anything with this because we can't. I mean, it you can't make a play over the middle of the field. And then it fell. They do it all the time, and it's they they are a well-oiled machine. There's a reason they're professionals <laughs> in this situation, and you can see that they are so much better at managing that situation. The college game needs these rules where if you get a first down, it stops the clock momentarily. Because they have, because they cannot operate at that level that the pro game is, greed, big, you know, TV contracts, all this stuff, it's killing college football, man. It's killing it. I could, I could talk about it for days, Chancey. I don't know. <laughs> well, that was good. I, I enjoyed that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I just know I felt it big time this game, and uh, it's definitely been brought up a good bit. But uh, we're, we're starting to feel. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out over the course of the year and uh, and, and how we how how it transpires. But man, already just a wild wild season. Um, you brought up the uh, you brought up the Pittsburgh um, Browns game. I'll just get off our game real quick. Uh, Chubb um, had a horrible injury last night, and um, as of what, when we're recording this, and so uh, just need to acknowledge how terrible that was. I'm pretty sure it was the same leg. Uh, that he he messed up in Tennessee, um, yeah. but uh, man, just just terrible stuff. And uh, we just had to make sure we acknowledge that uh, we thinking about him, we praying for him, and because um, that's uh, that's rough, man. It hurt my that hurt my soul. That hit me hard. There's not many. I I agree. I completely agree. Like it. 
that's not like a you know you see I mean I hate it anytime I see a, a, a player with some promise that or really any player that's like career ending or I'm not saying that's career ending for Chubb or anything like that but like you know any big injury in in, in football it's tough to watch of course there's this level of I'm I'm loyal to the G man. I mean these Georgia football players then that are in the NFL. I'm always pulling for them if they go down. Like I hate it. I hate watching it. But man, Nick Chubb's on another level of like man. That guy just doesn't deserve any of this. He doesn't deserve this hardship that that happened to him. And um, I didn't really see the play. From what I understand, it was kind of one of those things that uh, the the guy didn't he he didn't want to hit Chubb, so he went low, and uh, and he bent over him. I did you see it? I I, I was I, I turned on the game about ten minutes before it happened, and I walked away for three seconds. That's when it happened. So I have not had the the gut to be able to go back and 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 watch it happen. But when mm-hmm. I came around the corner, or when I stepped away, is when my phone started blowing up, and they had already cut to the commercial by the time I got there. And um, just 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 terrible, terrible stuff. I hate it for him, man. And 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 if for all, anybody that <clears throat> the thing is, Nick Chubb is a machine. Like, and I agree with you. It's tough because the longevity of a NFL running back um, is is. I mean, he's already past the point of how usually how long their their you know quote unquote useful life is in the NFL, right? Um, and then you have. Nick Chubb, who's just a freak, and I could see him if he stayed healthy. If he never had any problems with his knees, that dude would be playing until he's forty freaking years old. I mean, he would pass whatever Adrian Peterson's records are or whatever. Like he would be, he would be, you know, way past him. Or no, uh, was it was it Adrian Peterson or was it Frank Gore that had a longer career? I mean, Frank Gore was in the NFL for I don't know, but. Adrian Adrian Peterson did come back from that from that injury that he had. So That's right. That that'll yeah. be that'll be who will be looking at at Chubb to, to compare to. But um, anyway, just wanted to bring bring that up and make sure we we address that. You uh, just want to make sure I had a dagger in my heart is what you wanted to make sure. Well, my Golly. mine was. I, I really sure it makes me there. it makes me sick. It really does. I I, I hate it. Like I I told. My wife, that I was like, I was like, Kadana, Nick Chubb had a, a had a bad injury tonight. Like he's out for the rest of the season. He, hopefully, he'll make it back from it. And she's like, he's he's gonna be okay. And I hope so. You know, I was like, I was upset. I was like, his knee blew up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, it's not yeah, good. It's not just, good. But it not good. definitely hurt. So. Yeah, I'm. It, it, you know, Chubb. Chubb's just such a good guy. He goes back to Cedar Town to go work out in the off season. Like you know, a guy that everybody pulls for. Even if you're, I mean, if you're a Steelers fan. I mean, that's the thing. I I had really mostly got the secondhand, you know, observations from the uh, social media and all that. And everybody was saying that the the nobody really saw much of the injury because they didn't do the replay. But apparently, the reaction from the Steelers fans. You know, just the gasping and everything was so bad. But then everybody gave him a standing ovation and like, you know, I don't know, a guy that everybody can kind of pull for. I, I just hate it for him. He'll 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 bounce back. I got confidence. Uh, I agree, my friend. 
Well, Chancey, you know, we could probably talk a little bit longer for the South Carolina game, but um, the UAB game, I, I, we really don't have a whole lot of a preview. This is going to be a – this is more of a re- recap episode, but um, I could definitely say some more things about what happened last weekend. You know, I don't know if the rain helped us or hurt us or what, but happy to see our team kind of overcome a little bit of a, a of a deficit there and come back and win it in the second half. I mean, there was a point where I thought that, like you said, I mean, I had not seen anything – to make me feel and you know have faith that we were going to come back from that situation and we did and um, so I was happy to see our team you know overcome some adversity there but uh, Chancey you got any more any any more closing thoughts let's uh, let's take the the wins where we can get them and let's at least try to pull what positives we can out of this and so I think we'll we'll learn a lot about our guys this weekend and over the next two weeks especially when we we head to Auburn and. Uh, have our first road game of the season good gosh um i don't know how much that's going to help us or hurt us not having had this many having had road games at this point but um but anyway how our guys come out and respond against uab in that kind of environment uh, i think is going to tell us a lot about where we're at and what we can expect moving forward so yeah let's let's see how we start out yeah man we need uh, we need some guys to get healthy before we go to Jordan Hare because Lord knows that they are going to be hunting us is what they're going to be trying to do. But you know what? It's like Kirby said. We do the hunting in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Go dogs. Dogs on top.